Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. You ever heard that song? Um, it's kind of, I don't know if that was written in the late 70s or early 80s. It was a pretty popular song when I was a young lad. Um, did video kill the radio star? Because quite frankly, when you're at work and you're giving her and you got either your earbuds in or your construction grade Milwaukee cordless radio jamming. You can't watch no goddamn video. You're too busy pounding nails or freaking putting up wiring or freaking milking cows or, you know, whatever the good American people are doing. So video, in my opinion, did not kill the radio star. But there is songs that I used to really like and then I would watch the video and think, this is the most fucked up video I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this is back when MTV, and those of you who do not know, MTV used to actually play music videos on it all the time. That's all they did. They'd play commercials and music videos. That was it. And the music videos were frickin', it, it was kinda cool because like, as teenagers, we'd sit around and watch music videos all night long and sit there and drink soda on a couch and see if you could get to second base with your girlfriend or something. You know what I mean? So, anyway, in my opinion, video did not kill the radio star. Long story short. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. Boy, have I got news for you. We've got chicks hatching and we're happier than pigs and shit about that. So, um, yesterday morning I woke up and there was, when we went to bed, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of eggs with pips in them. You know, and they were actually, shit, they had pips in the eggs and four in the afternoon when I got home, four o'clock or so. But, um, you know, when we went to bed, none had hatched yet. And there was a lot of eggs with, with uh, little holes in them or, you know, just a, a little crack in the shell. So uh, we went to bed and then the, our daughter came up at 10 o'clock at night running upstairs. You guys, one just hatched. You know, when you're a... Uh, when you're an 11 year old homeschooled girl, you can go to bed whenever the hell you want. And uh, she woke us up and we're like, totally awesome, honey, that's great. Now if you'll excuse me, I'll get back to sleep because I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. But uh, no, I woke up uh, the next morning or yesterday morning, rather, and uh, there was four beautiful chicks sitting there. And um, Yesterday, throughout the day, you know, a bunch more hatched, and uh, my wife and daughter got to watch a little bit of that, you know. I mean, we got it kind of in a room that we don't go into that very often, but uh, which is kind of nice because we're not in the way of everything. We used to put it in a, in a part of the house where we would actually walk through all the time. We used to put the incubator there. Well, 
when you do that, during hatch time, you really don't get a whole hell of a lot done because you're, you're watching the play-by-play -play all day long, which I strongly encourage you to do if you've never done it before. But it being in a different room, you can actually allot little slots of time while you're doing all your house chores and everything like that. You can actually allot slots of time and actually go in there and, and watch them on purpose for a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? It's kind of nice this way, but you guys can do it however you want, whatever. But um, so last night as we uh, got done with supper and everything and we, we, uh, we got the dishes washed and everything, and, and, I, and I actually put a chair in the room where the chicks are hatching and I, and I sat in it and, and my wife goes, well, turn that light on right next to the incubator, you know, because we had an overhead light on in the room. And I turned the light on right next to the incubator, and it, it illuminated it a hell of a lot better. And, uh, you know, we just sat there, and as a family, you know, kind of counted them, looked at the colors, guessed on which breeds or who laid what egg. Um, my wife is absolutely in love with an Americana chick, and that Americana chick is, or Easter Egger, or however you want to call it, or Olive Egger, it's basically an Americana strain uh, but these Americana chicks they always have kind of stripes on them and they, and they have kind of like a, the stripes come together in like a V on their forehead and she is absolutely smitten with that one uh, a few of the Freedom Rangers as far as we can tell had really good looking chicks in there too and um, you know we had a couple of black ones there's a there's a kind of a not a dark black one but a kind of grayish black one in there with a brown face. And that's one of these things about this barnyard mix, you know, you really don't know what you're going to get. But uh, that particular chick was pretty, pretty neat to me. It's, it's not the most beautiful one of all of them, but it's definitely something unique, like something we've never had, you know, uh, on the homestead. But you know, I mean, like I said, barnyard mix and just kind of figuring out all the chicks is really the way to go. You know, the only purebred ones in there are Buff Orpington. Uh, Captain Stud Muffin, he hangs out with all the Buff Orpington mamas, and he and them, you know, the only rooster I've ever seen on any of our Buff Orpingtons is Captain Stud Muffin, who is a Buff Orpington rooster. So our real only purebred chick is, is a Buff Orpington which is a dual purpose breed. They don't lay shit tons of eggs, but just about every barnyard has a Buff Orpington. Just about every one of them. Because they're, you know, real neat color, real beautiful chicken, you know? And a dual purpose breed. So, we've got meat birds that hatched, we've got egg layers that hatched. Every single Easter egg and olive egg that was in the incubator hatched. But here's my quarrel. Here's my quandary. I have never had a white egg hatch in my incubator. Those are always the duds. And when I candle them, they look great. A week in, you can see it growing in there. You can see the blood vessels, you can see everything. But I have never had a Leghorn or California white egg hatch, ever. Now, keep in mind that this is my only my second chicken egg hatch, but I've had quite a few white eggs. 
I mean, what's that telling me? It's telling me that I don't want to put any white eggs in my incubator. But, um, I don't know. If you guys have any type of advice, I don't know if it has something to do with the thinner shell and the way I'm running the humidity, or if I should be using the smaller white eggs when I get them, you know, because some of the California whites, usually they lay a great big frickin' huge uh, white egg, right? Well, should I be using more of the middle, mid-range size white eggs instead? Or, I mean, when you candle them, you could tell they were fertile, right? But they just don't hatch. So I really don't know. I, I, I'm guessing it has something to do with either the bigger egg or the thinner shell. Because they always lay kind of a bigger egg. You know, it's some of the biggest eggs you get are the white ones. You know, that's the reason that our egg cartons don't shut is because of the white ones usually. There's a few brown ones in there that are big. And any oversized eggs, usually if it's just kind of bigger, I don't set those in the incubator because you don't know if it's going to be a double yoker or not. But that is a quandary, and I don't know if it's worth going down the Google Bunny Trail. If any of you know anything about it, I would really like it if you would email me or uh, hit me up on Instagram and just give me a little tutorial as to something I can change. I mean, I really want... I honestly want to, like, for five days sometime, just save the white eggs, throw them in the incubator for 21 days and see if any of them hatch, because I've never had one hatch. But statistically, I mean, you would think one would hatch. I don't know. Anyway, something to think about. Something that, something, it's, it's just, it's real puzzling to me, because, I mean, hatcheries do it. You know, I mean, they hatch frickin', I mean, white leghorns, that's that's the frickin' egg layers in giant barn setups, you know what I mean? And they, so you know they have to be hatching white leghorns all the time. So I don't know, I, kind of a goofy deal. Um, but anyway, statistically, so far, now this is if nothing hatches today, which I'm guessing nothing will. Um... But what was really weird is like the hatching process of the incubator this time was really long and drawn out. Most of the time, everything hatches within 12 hours. Like from start to finish, anything that's gonna hatch, it'll hatch within 12 hours, 18 hours maybe. But this has been two days of hatching and it, they were still hatching, you know, last night. I, I don't know, it's kind of a goofy deal, you know, over 24 hours of, of dinking around and. And there was still more to hatch yet. So um, today, this morning, my uh, beautiful wife and my lovely daughter are going to take the chicks out and put them in their brooder, and uh, which is actually in our pig stall uh, out in the barn, uh, which is a heated stall that we have for the pigs. We have a bunch of heat lamps in there and stuff, but I also have the the stock tank brooder set up and the, the bulb has been on for two days in there. So the brooder will be nice and warmed up and all the, the bedding and everything, it'll be in really, really good shape. So these chicks will be in there, a 250 watt bulb in there. Uh, we are expecting to see temperatures getting around zero here next week for lows. Uh, having those guys outside with a 250 watt bulb 
you know, they got a week to grow some a little bit more feather and uh, a little bit more fluff, and I think they'll be all right uh, with that 250 watt bulb and that heated stall. Um, you know, it'll probably be 40, 40 plus degrees in there, um, but we'll see. You know, I mean, with with that stock tank and everything getting getting heated up, I think they'll be just fine. It's a good experiment. You know, I did hatch early, but you know what? It's March. I mean, we got to come out of this freaking weather sometime, and March is the month that we will, should actually be seeing us coming out of this weather. So, good luck anyway. Um, but yeah, statistically, and I'll get back to this. So far, I am at a round of 57% hatch rate, which is around 60, which I, I can deal with that. Um, long story short, you know, me asking you guys, if I'm not able to hatch the white eggs, should I even set them? But, you know, to me, it's kind of challenging, and it's something I kind of want to look at. You know, maybe I should be, maybe I should set all white eggs and try something different, or I don't know. I don't know if they need a different temperature. I don't know if the eggs are just too big and they don't, um, they don't heat up soon enough, or they don't, I, I guess I just don't know. Um, yeah, but with a with a 60% hatch rate, I can live with that. Uh, 50 or 60% hatch, I'm never going to be, that's never going to upset me. Um, because, you know, I'm not the world's greatest egg handler, and I'm not, you know, Mr., you know, Chickenzilla or anything like that. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the, the, all you can do is just do your best and change what you can do and maybe go down the Google University bunny trail for a little bit and see if it's kind of a challenge though it might be a challenge that I can take on later this summer or whatever so these chicks that are hatching right now I am expecting them at the end of August to start laying um, easily by the end of August uh, by that time by the time they start laying at the end of August all the ornery roosters will be made into fajitas. Uh, all of you know that, and you're very in tune with me and my ornery rooster fajitas, which taste wonderful. So, that's the hatch, ladies and gentlemen. That's the hatch. On uh, my next episode, there is a possibility that we will have had a couple more hatch. I'm uh, kind of doubting it, but hey shit happens i mean you know whatever um thank you for listening today i sure appreciate it uh any little tidbits of information i can give you about the hatch and, and the success and how it worked uh what didn't work um and if you have any questions feel free to hit me up on an email you know i am not looking to gain business from anybody i just like sharing information and having conversations with each other and networking with other homesteaders to find a common ground and learn from each other. That is why this podcast is here. I don't want to make money on it. I mean, yeah, I'll run an ad every now and then. Maybe it'll buy me a frickin' hunting trip or something someday or an incubator someday. I'm just letting it all add up. It, it, I literally hardly make, I, like every day, 
I might make like a penny. And I'm not even kidding you by running that ad. I'm not really into, I'm not doing this for the money, I guess is a long story short. But anyway, thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate it. Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com is my email. Uh, if you have been e- emailing me and I didn't answer it, maybe I didn't check my spam folder. I don't know. But at any rate, um, I have uh, Instagram account too. You can always feel free to message me on that. Um, I, I do get on there probably once or twice a day. So, you know, something to think about. Anyway, I suppose, better get rocking. God bless you, and thank you for listening today. Anyway, have a good one.